0: We're actually going to be diving into Daniel 6, and we're going to be talking about Daniel and the lion's den. All
1: right, so uh, whenever it read the scripture reading, Chris, uh, he basically was telling us the end of the story where this guy King Darius, he sends out... This big news conference, PR splashed, all the nations. Uh, wh- wh- what's that all about?
0: Yeah. So, a king sent out all his messengers basically saying that this military superpower nation wishes peace for everybody and is now announcing that everybody is to worship the God of one of his slaves, and his name is Belteshazzar.
1: Belto, what?
0: Belteshazzar. But his Hebrew name is Daniel.
1: Okay, uh, that's kind of weird, but this is the end of the story.
0: I mean, kind of, but you missed a lot.
1: (laughs) Okay, uh, what else did Darius say in his uh, message that he sent to the whole world?
0: Yeah, so Everett read it for us. He said that God had a kingdom that no one could ever touch, would always be in power, and that this God totally delivers and rescues.
1: Uh, But why did he say that, though?
0: Because King Darius actually saw something that he had never seen before. What was that? He saw Daniel survive something that no one had ever survived before. Wait, what? Yeah, you didn't really hear that part yet, <laughs> but it is amazing.
1: So are, are you gonna tell us that, that, are you gonna fill us in?
0: Not yet. <laughs> all
1: right, all right.
0: Before that, can we say before that?
1: <laughs> Thank
0: you. What do you know about Babylon? Baba what? Babylon.
1: Oh. You the
0: beautiful city of Babylon. Let's look behind us. Oh, look at that. Oh, wow. That's nice.
1: How did they get that footage?
0: I don't know how they got that footage. It maybe with a drone, like back then, they just didn't tell us that it was like oh, okay, a thing.
1: Okay. You know, maybe, I don't know. So, what? what's the, What's the big deal about Babylon?
0: All right. I'll tell you the big deal about Babylon. I'll help you out, Tim. All, all right. right. It was basically the center of the ancient world. The ancient world. You got to think about it. Like Babylon at the time was like the NYC, London, Beijing, Los Angeles, Miami, like combined <laughs> in one. They were super brutal and called the shots. So if you didn't like them, they basically like showed up, destroyed your town, killed your parents, and take your
1: kids. Okay. Uh, that's a little dark. But um, how does Belteshire, I mean, uh, Daniel fit into all this?
0: So, Daniel was pretty much in charge of the entire city under King Darius.
1: Okay, so Daniel is Babylonian. Mm.
0: I thought the Old
1: Testament was just basically about, like, the Hebrew people.
0: No. So, Daniel was actually brought into Babylon as a teenager.
1: I know why. Uh, Because his parents moved there for a new job?
0: No, um, uh, so okay. before, Dari- uh, before Darius became king, Nebuchadnezzar actually came to Jerusalem and absolutely destroyed it. He killed thousands of people. He stole valuables. He even stole s- stuff from the temple, okay, um, and he took a bunch of kids away, and you're not really going to like this part. Sorry, uh, kids, uh, but.
1: What part is that?
0: Uh, Daniel's parents were most likely K- K-I-L-L-E-D like D-E-A-D.
1: I know what you spelled and so does Rachel. You spelled killed and you spelled dead and that is really sad.
0: It is really sad but Daniel had a reputation of being wise and truthful and he also had the gift of figuring out dreams so the kings continued on promoting him.
1: Oh that's good right?
0: Yes but you got to think about it like this. He's not a real true Babylonian. He's like an Orphan, outsider immigrant and all the kings in power, they liked him. So he got a bunch of wealth and he had all these cool responsibilities in one of the largest and most beautiful cities in the world.
1: Okay, so what's so bad about that?
0: It makes all the other Babylonians who actually grew up there super mad that this outsider, Daniel, had more access, power and wealth than they did. It's kind of like, have you ever heard people say like, you know, immigrants are taking over American jobs? So it's kind of sort of like that, but worse. Because Daniel was not even a real citizen. He was considered property.
1: But can they do that? They're, they're just jealous.
0: <laughs> yes, they were jealous. Um, so let me, let me set the scene all for you. Right, Check this out. Right. Some of King Darius' advisors actually came up with a murder plan.
1: That does not sound legal.
0: It definitely is not. Um, the advisors know that the Babylonian kings, that they thought they were like the top of the world.
1: But they sort of were.
0: Yes, but they also know that Daniel doesn't really care about the power of the kings on earth.
1: You said kings on earth.
0: Correct. So Daniel trusted in God's power way more. But it's more than that. He knows his God. And he talks to him all the time. Like literally all the time.
1: You mean like prayer, don't you?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And he trusts in his God's history and promises, in his ways and his laws. And he kept up with him, And he followed God, even in this huge city that didn't believe in God, nor really cared about God. And the advisors literally could not find a fault in Daniel.
1: Okay, uh, what, happened to, uh, what happens next, like the next thing? The
0: next thing, okay, right. I'm gonna tell you. Well, these Babylonian advisors, they tell King Darius, with total fake concern by the way, that they're super worried that there are people who don't think he's all that big, tough and powerful like a god on earth.
1: <laughs> I bet Darius hated that because we all know that kings get a little sensitive when people don't think they're a big deal.
0: Correct, so the advisors had an evil genius solution for Darius.
1: They tell him, I know, they tell him to send Daniel back to Jerusalem.
0: No, Uh, actually much worse. They convinced Darius to make a pretty simple law that whoever prays to anyone other than Darius, they were gonna get transferred post haste to a special pit of hungry carnivorous big cats.
1: Okay, I don't know what post haste means. I don't see a problem. I like big kitties.
0: Tim, Tim. You hear this, guys? Tim, this is not a zoo, okay? Like, whoever breaks this law gets thrown to a bunch of angry lions who will eat them up like a plate of nachos. Oh. Yeah, and check this out. They knew that the laws were made official for all Persians, even applied to the king himself. So the law would stand even above King Darius, like no one, can we say no one? No one. No one could break this law.
1: Okay. All right, so I get it. So the law is announced, and Daniel's probably pretty scared. And what he does is he saves his own life by just praying inside his head, like stealth mode prayer.
0: No. Daniel just totally continued Danieling, if that's even a word. <laughs> he continued praying, listened to this whenever and wherever he wanted, and also he prayed out loud so everybody could hear him.
1: All right, let me guess. Uh, the advisors found out.
0: Yeah, so the advisors, right. they did a stakeout, they got the evidence, and they went to King Darius.
1: Okay, okay, but King Darius likes Daniel, they're friends, or, you know, as friends, friendly as you can be with a king and a servant, right? And so this is what he probably did. He was like, uh, nope, Daniel's my, my guy, go away, get out of my face.
0: I wish. <laughs> so, actually, King Darius had to go along with this law. Otherwise, his whole kingdom would doubt that he was really a true Persian cuz true Persians, they honor tradition.
1: Okay, okay. So, now what? What happens now?
0: Are you listening, Tim? <laughs> big hungry lions. Kids, can we say big hungry lions? <laughs> All right. Daniel is about to be a crunch wrap shredded beef, okay? He gets tossed into a big zoo-like enclosure with starving lions, okay? The diet for these lions are people. Blood, Tim.
1: uh, Chris, we have kids here this afternoon. I thought that was really clear.
0: <laughs> yes, but I just gotta set the stage for you. Tim, you just don't get it. Like, no one gets out of that. It's kind of like making a creeper your friend in Minecraft. Like, it doesn't happen, okay? It doesn't happen. I, I,
1: I don't play Minecraft anymore.
0: Timothy dead D E A D Okay that this is death.
1: this is dark so Daniel gets thrown in
0: Yes Daniel gets thrown in and then Darius has a really rough sleepless night because he thinks that one of his best guys is getting snacked like some LA short ribs you know I Gali? cannot handle
1: No 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 I cannot handle this I cannot handle this
0: Okay 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 so the sun comes up and Darius runs to that lion enclosure
1: Okay Do this. Do not describe that scene, Chris. This has to be PG, and I literally pass out at the sight of blood. Really? I I do. Actually, yeah. (laughs) I do.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, actually, it's rated G.
1: Huh? What?
0: Yeah. So when King Darius gets to this enclosure, these massive hungry lions are now besties with Daniel.
1: Get out of here. Stop it.
0: To stop. Okay. Darius actually <laughs> has Daniel pulled out of that enclosure.
1: Okay. All right. All right. So cool. Okay. He pulls him out. And then did Darius have Daniel and the advisors shake hands and promise to be nice to each other?
0: Not exactly. Um, so the advisors and their families became the cat food.
1: Oh, Oh!
0: Keep it it, it PG, Tim. Okay. all all all
1: All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. So I okay. I think I know the point of this story, Chris. I really do. Go for it. Okay. If you're falsely accused, God will prove that you are right.
0: No, not really, because sometimes not everybody gets the opportunity to be proven right.
1: Okay. All right. How about this? If you obey God and pray super hard and good and, like, every day and stuff, he makes sure, he makes sure that you end up happy.
0: Also, no. Not really. Um, sometimes very faithful people um, have really horrible things happen to them, and they die in very bad ways. L- let, me, let me help you out a little, Tim. Maybe okay, try it like okay, this. Okay. Compare him to Jesus.
1: Okay, okay. All right. Maybe Daniel's a little like Jesus because no one could find fault with him like Pilate couldn't find fault with Jesus.
0: Okay, that's good, keep going.
1: Oh, I thought you'd be impressed with that, okay. Um, Okay, maybe Daniel is like Jesus. Oh, Oh, I know, because a bunch of people come running to the tomb in the morning and they find them both alive.
0: You're getting warmer, all right, all right. Think about it like this. So Daniel was actually guilty with that man-made law. Even if it was a bad law, he was guilty. Jesus was also under bad human laws, too. Yes, he was blameless, but they were both under that law.
1: Okay, all right, all right, I get it. So there you have it. Uh, Jesus is like the bigger and better Daniel and stuff.
0: Yes, uh, I think you're forgetting a character.
1: Oh, um, King Darius's camel (laughs) shuffler.
0: Camel chauffeur? No, no. Um, uh, think about uh, another name for Jesus. Jesus. See. Yes,
1: <laughs> yes. yes, No, uh,
0: another name like big mane, roar. Kids, you want to help me out? Lion. Okay.
1: A name for Jesus and like there's a, a lion. lion involved. Lion
0: of Judah, lion of Judah. <laughs> 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 thank you, Judah. How did you know? (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. Judah got it. The lion of Judah. All right,
1: all right, right. So I I do see a little, I I see how Jesus or Daniel is a little bit like Jesus, but I don't, I'm not seeing the lion thing.
0: All right. So let me break it down for you. So in the beginning, literally in Genesis 49, there's a promise that a perfect ruler will come from Judah. He's called a whelp. So it's like a lion cub who will be the ruler of all the nations. And then if you take it all the way back to the last book of the Bible, in Revelation, that grown-up lion of Judah is the one who will rescue and deliver many. Like the only one who has the ability to actually rescue. And then this huge crowd looks up to try to see this lion, and do you know what they see?
1: Uh, I, I think you're going to tell me, aren't you?
0: Yeah. All the right. lion, I'm sorry, the lamb that was slain.
1: Oh, all right.
0: I don't know if you just see it just yet because it's going to get better. All right? Okay, okay. Jesus is the better lion than the lions in Daniel 6. He is the lion who flipped everything. He's not a lion that devours even though he could under the law. He is the lion who is devoured. Whoa. Takes all the guilt and is thrown into punishment. He isn't just not Eden, and this lion doesn't just rescue one orphan from Jerusalem. This lion adopts millions into a new family, all not guilty by himself being devoured.
1: Wow. Chris, I am 49 years old, and I have never seen that in the story of Daniel until this past week.
0: Yeah, I know me either. As we were studying through it and working through it, like God revealed that to us, and like, it just brought to me that God, like, honestly, just doesn't work the way that we work, yeah. he doesn't think the way that we think, and his ways are not our ways. It's incredible. Yeah. Let me, let me pray for us. Um. Jesus, thank you so much um, for this word. Thank you for um, stories like Daniel in the Lion's Den, where we just get to know so much about who you are. Even in the Old Testament, your imprint is literally everywhere in the Bible, and we're so thankful that we get to follow that and we get to see it develop as we read through the word. Lord, and I pray that this word would sink into us this week and that you would remind us this week that you are the lion of Judah, that you are the only one that can save and if it was because of what you did for us Mm -hmm. that we now are one big family reunited with our father in heaven and we pray all these things in Jesus name Amen. amen
1: thank you Chris